Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Logos Uncovered. Doug Brown joining with uh, Andrew Whitman, as always, of GetWarriorTough.com. What is going on, man? Hey, brother. You doing good? Yes, sir. Awesome. Man, it's so good to be back behind the mic. And uh, we just continue this little journey along, uh, walking with the Lord, our third season. And uh, to kind of recap the last one we, we left off as we spent a lot of time, probably on some things that maybe we new to some folks about the uh, the whole idea of how to really get down, you know, as they say, kind of your hands and knees and renew your mind. You know, what's what's that what's that labor, that work look like, right? And right. You talk about like gut in the house and we're going to strip off all the old, you know, drywall and, and take it down to the studs, rip up the carpet. And, and what we're talking about is- Throw is, out the pink toilet. <laughs> pink toilet, you know, the orange- The uh, avocado uh, counter in the kitchen. Yeah, you know, the, yeah. The, the disco flower wallpaper and the- uh, <laughs> tile and all that stuff. And what we're talking about is old old beliefs, old habits, old thoughts that um, when we really look at it and we're thinking like you're looking at your house and your carpet and you're thinking, is it time for new carpet? If that thought belief is on the evil list, that would be a toss it out. Yeah, let me just say this just kind of a, you know, have you ever noticed that when that people have old carpet or they need the floors replaced or the painting done, but they live they, they don't do anything with it until they go to sell the house. That is a really good point. Then they then, then they, they enjoy it for like those three weeks. And then you can't even enjoy it because you can't, really you can't touch it. it, don't breathe on it because we're right. gonna show the house we're gonna this is not right. This is this is kind of the Christian mindset. We don't change everything out till we go to heaven, right? <laughs> when, 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 I'm, yeah. when I'm ready to check out, then I'll change. You know, I'll right. my mind when I get to heaven. That's that's no. That's not what no. That no. Now, yeah, you you do need to like. Then this is what you kind of were saying about do. Are we constantly upgrading our beliefs? See, I constantly vet. I'm looking at taking an honest assessment of every belief all the time. And and mm. it takes work because a lot of these are running in the background. Right. Like a penny saved is a penny earned, right? <laughs> if it yeah. ain't broke, don't fix it. And right, you know, money doesn't grow on trees and all these other things that we these sayings or whatever, these are just they're and when I I would ask myself, well, who told you that, Andrew? Like people are like, well, you know, I have a 30 year mortgage on your house. Well, who told you it would take 30 years to pay for it? Or I have a 15 year mortgage. Well, who told you that? That's, you know, you could pay it off in two days if you had the money. Right. Right. But you believe, well, I, I have a 15 year. So you're believing for that it's going to take you this many payments to get it. Or you're believing this is why, you, you know, oh, I have my 401k because, you know, I'm going to retire at 65. Well, who told who told you you had to retire? Or uh, Right. These are things you just, people just, tend to we accept. Just, right. We're we just, just keep going. We're we just rolling with it. it. Right. Don't even, we almost don't even recognize. It's like that, that old carpet you've been living with so long, you don't even realize it's No, growing. I mean, you're desensitized. Yeah. It's just like, you don't remember like stopping at the stoplight on your way home from work yeah. at, the, at the corner or the, you don't see the stop sign at the end of your call to, you know, when you're pulling out mm -hmm. of your, you, you don't even realize it. It's there all the time. So you, you're desensitized to it. Right. And so we don't see it. So, and this is what the renewing, the remodeling, the renovating of the mind is, is that we have to go and find all the cobwebs and the stop signs and the, right, all the stuff that we're not even paying attention to, the right. cracks in the wall and the, you know, the spot on the carpet and the, right. And like, I go around and look, look for those things in my mind that would keep me from enjoying my walk with the Lord. Because remember, again, was, if less two be agreed, right. you know, you can't walk together and I'm going to find all the areas where my thinking doesn't agree 
with what God says. So that was that was the next time I was asking you is, is while we're doing this, like, you know, if, if we're going to, you know, remodel a house and we don't, we're not experts in construction remodeling, we're probably going to watch some YouTube videos or maybe watch HGTV. We're going to cite a higher authority that can help us get there, right? You would, or, or get a contract or, or get somebody who knows, knows how to do it. it. Yeah, right. you're not going to just, I mean, you can do it yourself. You know what you're doing, but that's going to be a very frustrating process. And so rather than try to stumble around and decide, okay, what what should I believe? What can I, maybe, like you said, start with what what does God say? Let's 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 use his word as the highest authority of what we can agree to. Right. That's what, and if you want to walk with him, you're going to have to. Yeah, there's no other way. Yeah. So, um, anyway, we went through that process last, last week. And, um, just to follow up on, on kind of picking back up what it looks like moving forward when we're, you know, in the middle of this, this process and we're trying to look for those things. Maybe we're not seeing, seeing his word line up with our life and okay, what do we, how do we get started? And, and what's that, you know, what, what do we do? <laughs> so I, I think you've got some stuff for us today to help make it a little more practical common sense and, and, and really just stuff you can, you can just jump in and do right. I mean, well, yeah. And that's what it was last week was too. Like, so practice exercising your senses between good and evil. Hmm. Right. Remember the little sticky notes I said, right? Put this one in that bucket, that one. If you didn't do that, this is, this is walking. I, we're not running. We're not sprinting. And we're mm. also not going to sit down on the leash. If you're not doing this stuff, you're not practicing it. You're not walking. You're either sitting on the leash and, or, and some of you like, well, I already did that. And then you rock it ahead, but you're still haven't exercised your senses. You're not a master at it. Remember we said a master by you autopilot. It's a habit of separating good from evil. And a lot of times we want to run before we walk. Mm. You had a really good point towards the end of the last episode about if there's a tree in your backyard and you want to chop it down, most of us will just go out there and like take without even sharpening the axe. Maybe if, right. maybe if we're smart, we'll sharpen it a little bit. But we're gonna go out and just start whack, 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 and then we're then we're dead the next day. We can't get a better back hurts. Everything you know, aches, hands are blistered. Hands, we can't right. hold anything, and then and then that tree never gets another whack at it again. Versus just five whacks today. Five wax tomorrow, five wax the next day. Every day. See, that thing's going to come down. But yeah, but right. you're doing something every, every day. Every day. So I'm doing a little bit. Every, see, right. this is the consistency. This is walking with the Lord. I'm just going to go have it, right? It's, <laughs> this is good. Yeah, I'm, this is going to sound, you know, but this is just real life. Do you go to the bathroom every day? Mm-hmm. Multiple times. <laughs> right? Yeah. What if you just went one time and then you, you know, like, well, I went to the bathroom and so I'm not going to go, you know, for another week. Well, that's ridiculous, mm-hmm. Andrew. Exactly. You go, uh, you know, and, and it's just, and you don't even realize you're going anymore. Like you go and then you're done. You don't like, oh my gosh, it takes so much time to go make a head call. I just don't have time for it. Have you ever said that? <laughs> Never. And you're like, I, I'm so busy. I can't even go to the bathroom. Yeah. Right. Maybe some young moms, right? They have to like the kids and they like, I right. feel like that. But it's amazing that you always find time to go. There's not like a mess on the kitchen floor. You you manage to get to the bathroom and go. Right. Every day. Is there any a day that you just took off from going to the bathroom? Let me ask you that question. I'm going to go with no, just like if you, you know, if if you go on a day without breathing. Right. <laughs> right. Or sleeping. Maybe, maybe you somebody could. You go could. without sleeping, right? I've done that many times. Yeah. I mean, I've worked like 26, 28, 30 hours, you know, and then you crash hard after that. <laughs> right. But. During those days, I always went to the bathroom and I always managed to find a way to breathe. (laughs) 
And I know this sounds like ridiculous, but this is right. There's no days off. Right. Just like you don't take a day off from breathing. You don't take a day off from going to the bathroom. You don't take a day off from exercising your senses to discern good from evil. Right. And I think part of the issue that a lot of us have with this is the idea that, you know, God is for Sunday, right? It's like you go to church on Sunday, check that box, and then and we got life well, that Monday ain't through Saturday. Yeah, and that's, that's not walking. That's, that's like you know, right? But that's where a lot of a lot of people start, and and so the idea is if if you want to see God show up in your life every day, we got to walk with Him every day, right? I mean, it's just it's simple. We don't we keep rehashing the same thing, but no, and I, but just, we don't want to jump right. So and like that, this simple. Let's say this. So, so yeah. in uh, in Second Corinthians eleven. In verse 3, Paul was talking about this exact thing right here. He said, listen, here's my fear for you guys. Here's my fear. Lest any of you by any means, the way the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, that your minds would also be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Now, let's talk about Eve and the serpent. We did that last season. This isn't rocket science. God says you can eat of every tree except for this one, right? And Satan says, did God say that? Did he really say that? Is that what God said? And then he said, no, God's just afraid you're going to be as you know smart as him. Hmm. And they're like, oh, okay. That's how simple, that's not hard. Like, this is the problem. Most of us think that God's probably, we're smarter than God. Let's just say that. At this point, Adam and Eve felt like they were smarter than God. All right. That's fair enough. Yeah. They, well, they had to, they because had if, to. You, if you did, yeah. if you thought that God was at least as smart as you are, let's start there. Let's hope that he's <laughs> at least as smart as we are. And he said, eat of everything except for this one. And I, di- I believe that God was at least as smart as me, probably smarter because he created the whole thing. I'm just going to go with what he said. Right. Just trust it. And This snake, which we don't even like. I mean, snakes, give me a break. It's not like, oh, it was a beautiful unicorn behind a wall. It's a <laughs> snake, people. This is simple. Right. And so this is like this. A lot of times we get in our minds, if you get past the simplicity of this, this is what Paul says, I'm fearing that you get you would get past the simplicity of this. The simplicity of Christ. Here's the simplicity of Christ. He died, took all your sin and sickness and disease and poverty and lack on himself, paid that price so you don't have to. That's the simplicity of Christ. And then he says in the next verse, if anyone comes and tells you anything other than that, uh, no. (laughs) That's the Andrew version of it. You could read it. (laughs) That's really what he's saying. It's a long-winded way of saying, if it ain't simple like what we just said, that Jesus was your substitute, he died and paid the price in your name, so you don't have to ever one time, that's it, that's the simplicity of Christ. He took his blood up there, remember, one time Mm -hmm. for all. If anybody tells you anything different than that simple thing, it's a no. I I can't make it any simpler, seriously. And God doesn't, but this is why these people, like, who's going to, that's why Isaiah's like, God, who's going to believe this? This is like right. too good to be true. You know, if it's too, here's another one of those self-limiting beliefs, right? If it's too good to be true, it. It usually is. It usually is, right? But this is one of those times and it, it's not. It's this is not usual. It's not usual to have someone pay for all of your stuff. And it's not usual for some dad 
to send their only son to go pay for your all your stuff. And right. I mean stuff, bad, on purpose, sins, yeah, whole right, thing. on purposes, your mistakes, right, uh, your pop, your sickness, your disease. Right? That's not usual. That doesn't happen every day. Would you agree with that? I would totally agree with that. So uh, this is one of those times where um, it ain't too good to be true. In fact, this is the good truth. And if you don't get that, you're not going to be able to walk with the Lord. Because what happens is you can't get over yourself. You can't get mm. over your flesh. Let's talk about that for a second because um, we, and we've touched on this. We, we, it'll be a kind of a running theme is that, you know, Adam's sin wasn't that the fruit tasted, looked so appetizing. He just couldn't wait to get, a, get his mouth on that big, <laughs> right. red, juicy apple. The sin where they missed the mark and settled for less, or he did, was like you said, he didn't trust what God said. Yeah, and he 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 kind of demoted God's authority in his mind and put his own, or in this case, the snakes, above. Listen to another voice, and and is the word says that there's, there's many voices in the world, none of them without signification. Right. Which one are you listening to? Right. So he didn't listen to the the most important voice, the one that he got direct face to face. I mean, and not to beat up on Adam, but like, dude, it was like you were in the class of one. <laughs> it wasn't like there were yeah. other kids in the class the, that were the, talking. You didn't hear instructor student ratio we're not, one to one. We're not talking about virtual learning or your internet crash for like you know yeah. a few minutes. It you got direct rama. You face can eat anything, face, right? Yeah. Don't 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 eat this one. Um. Anyway, so that's where we've kind of picking up his art where we're talking about sin is really it begins and would you say it begins in the heart of the mind where where do we think where does the word say it really oh uh, that's a great question that's a great question um here's um, we're right there in um corinthians just back up when you were in a corinthians second corinthians 11 here we go second corinthians 10 and in verse 3 paul says if we walk in the flesh we're talking about, what are we talking about? Walking with the Lord. Right. Now, he says, for though we walk in the flesh. So we're walking, he's talking about walking with the Lord. Okay, so this is your question. The Where does this this whole thing about sinning start? Where does it go? Where, where, and, and even though you're in the flesh, he says, we don't war after the flesh. Okay. This is interesting because most of Christianity does war after the flesh. What does that mean exactly? Okay, hold your the finger war right after, there. War after the flesh. Like, right, hold your finger right there. Go back to Psalm 103. We talked about this a couple okay. weeks ago. I got that Psalm one 103. This. Watch, watch this flip. Ready? Go. And I, I'm there. Bam. Look at that. How quick, boom, how quick is that? Bad guys. Bad just guys. need like more of those. You're right there. Okay. Um, in verse 10. God has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so is great is his mercy towards them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, that's as far as he has removed our transgressions from us. For as a father, it says pitieth in the King James, but the Hebrew is compassion. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on them that fear him. For he knows our frame, and he remembers that we are dust. He knows that we're made out of the ground. Where did the curse go when Adam ate the fruits out? Right into the ground. Into the ground. He kn- so this is where we don't war after the flesh. 
what happens is most Christians are, are, they don't remember that they can't get over that my frame is dust. So it's going to screw up because the curse is in the ground. It ain't in me, mm. but it's in my body. Mm-hmm. You, you meaning your, um, it's not m- me. I'm, when yeah. I, so that's why Paul said, well, I do the things I don't want to do. You know, it's, you know, sin rules in my members. Sin is not, <laughs> sin is not cussing, drinking, smoking, or chewing. It's not rapes and murders and killings. And it, that's not, those are works of the flesh. Sin is that you settled for less than God's perfect will, which is a big, a much broader uh, array right. than this stuff of the flesh. Most Christians war after the flesh. Well, I'm not going to sleep around on my wife or fornicate or watch the porn or eat the, uh, they eat whatever. Look at Christians. It's ridiculous, right? So, but they, but all the other stuff. I don't want to lie or cheat or steal. I don't want to cuss, drink, smoke, or chew. That's really the, the warring after the mm. flesh. And I'm going to put my flesh under. And Paul said, listen, even though we're walking in the flesh, that's not our war because God remembers that that's what you're, he, he, that he, how far east from the west? How far is the east from the west, Doug? You can't define it. Right. I mean, if, if you, you said north to south at some yeah. point, you see, if you go, I'm going to keep going north and, and you left from here in South Carolina and we just started going north. By the time you hit the North Pole and start coming down the other side towards Japan, what are we doing now? Now we're going south. Now we're going south. But you could literally leave here and start going east at w- and you just keep going. When do you start going west? Uh, never. Never. <laughs> see, this is. This right. is this, this, you literally can't. Right. Separated. Right. So this is how simple this is that get over your flesh. Get over if you did slip up and say a cuss word. Or so, you say a lot of cuss words, right? You would need to right. renew your mind so we're not living there. But it but this is where people so this is what happens is when I say the cuss word, I, I and then I my heart condemns me. Oh, you know, and, and really it's hell. See? You shouldn't have said you that. You can't be in God's presence. And when yeah. you said, and you were mean and rotten, and you had a bad attitude, and you were late to work, and, uh, you know, someone cut you off in traffic, and you honked the horn and flipped them the bird or anything, all right? So anytime <laughs> that you didn't control your flesh, now you think you can't go talk to God. So now you're not going to walk with it. Because remember, as soon as Adam ate the fruit salad, then God shows up, and they were going to walk for their daily walk. Remember the cool of the day. What right. happened? Well, he went and hid. And then God's was like, Adam, where are you? And he's like, I was afraid. Yeah. So we do this. What you're saying is it plays out a little differently because it's in our minds, but that same process plays out. Yeah, you're afraid of that's why you're. We make a mistake. Our heart condemns us. If we don't, if we're not spiritually mature, we let it get us off track. Well, if you're warring after the flesh, if you think the fight is in your flesh. Yeah, if you're fighting after your flesh, you're trying to correct that. Right. And And Peter said, listen, it's not putting away the filth of the flesh. It's not. It's not putting away because you know what you know who does really good at putting away the fill put their flesh under Buddhist monks. Right. They're super good at it. Yeah. They don't have spirit. They're not walking with God. They don't have spiritual life. They have a philosophy. They control their emotions and their bodies really well. But they're not walking with God. They don't. You know. They think that God's just like the universe. There's nothing personal. They couldn't walk with him because they think God's in everything. Mm-hmm. That he's not personal. Mm-hmm. Well, how could you walk with something unless there's a person? You, you found this? So it can't yeah. be putting away the... Fi- and if you're war, you constantly... War- so I tell me, man, you just got to get over your flesh. You got to just get over it. Mm-hmm. Now, you're going to... Welcome to planet Earth. The curse went into the ground. Your body is made out of the ground. It's not going to be perfect. It's always going to do something that you don't want it to do. 
And it's just since he remembers that, he remembers that we're dust. It's not like he's going to stop walking with us because no, we screwed up. Listen, it's he's just walking like with kids, us because man. of that. Even my kids, right? We're all dust. Yeah. What if my kids came in late from curfew? What, I'm not going to talk to them anymore? <laughs> right. But, you know, what if they wrecked the car? Okay, are you hurt? That's why right. they have insurance, right? So all the, right. But, I mean, I know parents... That, and listen, this is why we act like this to God, because we act like this to our kids. Mm-hmm. I know parents, like, if the kids came home with, like, a C on the report card, they would go berserk. Mm. How come you didn't do, you know, or I've seen, you know, Mick playing lacrosse and, the, you know, the parents going off on the daughter because she yeah. missed a shot. Yeah. I mean, in front of everybody. That's awful. You, you, right, so this is what, that's why we don't want to, like, well, I'm not going to go over there because cause if you think God's going to hit you with the bug smacker, mm-hmm. of course I'm not going to tell you what's going on. <laughs> right. I'm not going to come to you because yeah. you're yelling at me in the stands when I missed a shot. Right. I'm not going to come bear all the innermost things of why my heart. Why Because I know I'm right. going to get hammered. Right. If you're hammering me out there in front of see this, we think God's got this big bug smacker and it's keeping us from, listen, God's not the the, the little league parent. Right. In the field, I mean, in the stadium, screaming about their kid on the field because they didn't, you know, do a good player. They made an error, you know, threw at the second base and they should have threw at the first base or right. any of those things. No, he's the one sitting in the top cheering. row cheering. And if, if, if he's just sitting there loving to watch us play. Right. And he he's just remember, happy to right. be watching and he, us. You know, and, and you know that time and we could get off the field like, hey, father, you remember when I threw at the second base instead of first base? He's like, no. Right. No, I just did it. You were in the stands. You saw it. I don't remember that. See, because, in, and I know other parents, they think their kids are perfect. They would never do that. That's how God thinks about you. <laughs> right. My little angel would never, you know, never say a cuss word in class. They would never, you know, that's what God thinks about you. But we have it so backwards, right? And this is, this is what the word says. We just read it out of the word. You got to believe that, right? Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're falling into the trap of Adam and Eve. Yeah. Where Paul said, hey, man, I'm the subtlety of this thing. And it's super subtle. That's what the serpent was subtle. Right? And that's how that's how this is. It's sin, all that, you know, the fl- walking in the flesh. It's very subtle. Mm. And, and and so that's why you go back to the, uh, you know, split the good and evil list in your mind. Right. What else can we take away from? Well, let's keep reading. Says, yeah. oh, he says, right, so. For though we walk in the flesh, we don't war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal or flesh, but are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Now, let's just stop right here. When I say this, most people will be like, this is how they quote that. The weapons of our warfare aren't carnal. So what would that mean that they are? I'm going to go spiritual. Right, but wrong. No, that's not. Read what. Let's read what it says. Is this spirit? Is he talking about your spirit, or is he talking about are the weapons of our warfare are mental? That, You're not fighting the devil here. You're not fighting demons here. Yeah, that's Who are right. we fighting? Our own, our own mind thoughts. Yeah, that makes more. That makes a whole lot of sense. So stop with the. This is spiritual warfare. No, this is mental and emotional warfare. Okay. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but the mighty to God through the pulling down of strongholds. That's a self-limiting belief casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, anything that would go against what God says about you, the seven parts of salvation, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Mm, so this is where you get that. We talked about that last week. Yeah. Thoughts this is, turn this into... Is so he says the exact it backwards. process. Right. right. 
because Paul's That's a lawyer, so cool. he starts at the he gives you the bottom line at the top, right? Yeah. Which we should do in corporate, right? But so a thought turns into an imagination, imagination turns into a stronghold, which is a belief. Literally, it says in the Greek, it's a fortress or a prison of thought, keeping that idea safe, that belief safe. So what you do is you build this belief and you pad it, you keep it so safe that it's like a sacred belief. It's like it's a core belief. It's a sacred cow. I could mm. never, right? And this is what. And you know, I grew up as like my mom and dad were missionaries. One of their sacred core beliefs is that God's keeping you poor to keep you humble. Mm. Nothing could ever shake them off of that. They could, they always lived with just enough and it was always secondhand everything. Mm -hmm. That was a core belief of theirs. That was a stronghold. It could, they had it so surrounded by thoughts and imaginations, nothing could break them from that. He's saying that's the, this is the warfare. You have to break that. Because then what they say next is have a readiness to revenge all disobedience. What was the original sin? Disobedience. Disobedience. And you disobey because you don't trust God's word. You didn't believe his word. You were like, well, you know, maybe God's not as smart as he tried to put himself off to be. Mm. You know what the snake said? Sounds like it makes sense. Right. And yeah, then you find I, yourself. I, I touched it. I didn't die. Now, if you watch right? Satan, what did he do? <laughs> Satan started with a thought. Yeah. That turned into an imagination. Eve had to, in her mind, That's see right. herself grabbing the fruit. Getting it before it you grab it. Right. The wheels rolling. You can right. see him turning like, it. Oh, in her yeah. Head. That fruit does look good. Remember, it looks good. It's good to the eye. It's good for the. She had this imagination mm -hmm. about the fruit. And then that, then they, they were like, well, all right. And then, boom, next thing you know, they ate the fruit. So this is why you got the, the weapons of our warfare is between your ears. Mm. So it has nothing to do with your heart. Now, remember, your original question was, where does it, <laughs> it start? Right. Does it start in your heart? No, it has nothing to do with your heart. Where it all starts is in between your ears with that process of here comes a thought. Now, Mara said this before. You cannot keep birds from flying over your head, but you can keep them from making a nest in your hair. You cannot keep thoughts from coming. So, all right, to back up real quick. So we, we know that it is a, the warfare takes place in our mind. Mm-hmm. We know that um, our body is made of dust from the ground, and because of that, it's always going to take the easy way to settle for less. <laughs> oh, it, right. So Jesus said this. Remember, he's in the garden, and he's like, could you pray for me for one hour? And he comes back, and they're sleeping. Yeah. He's like, come on, guys, wake up. Can you pray for me for an hour? And he comes back, and he's like, listen, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The flesh is our weakest. Your flesh will never be strong, ever. The curse is in there. Mm -hmm. So if I work out all the time. But that my body's still fragile. Right. This is still right. I and that's why it says bodily exercise does profit. It profits a little bit. Right. I will never stop exercising because I like it to profit, right? I like profit even though it's short term profit. If you if I stop working out for six months, I can get, you know, I'm gonna lose everything. So you gotta stay on top of it. But it's always the weakest part of my being. So I and when you war after the flesh, like trying to keep your flesh under, like, oh, I can't, you know, cuss, drink, smoke or chew, and you're just trying to do your good checklist, go to church every day, right? That's why religion doesn't work. Every religion is about putting your flesh warring after the flesh. It's a set of behaviors. Right. You got to transcend that and get over it. So you're kind of, it's kind of like you look at the, uh, the salmon, they swim upstream. They're yep. fighting the current. The only way they get up is when they jump out of the water and jump over the little Correct. cascade. Thing. And then when you do, what happens? As soon as they get back in the water, what happens? Where do they start going? Yeah, they start back in. Going back downstream. Yeah. So this is the, uh, this is the fight, right? It's always going to be two steps forward, one step back. Right. That's the fight. Battling, right, battling. 
You're evil right. goes downhill. Yeah. We said it last week. Evil yeah. go, follows gravity. It's like water. It goes mm-hmm. downhill. It's easy. Going to the good list is always an uphill climb. This is true in nature. That's why like people live in the valleys and only a few people like Summit K2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, life's a little, little different up there. It's it's hard to get up there, mm-hmm. but the view is fantastic. Like I know, I've been to K2. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I've been in airplanes. Right, so, but, right. Yeah. We've been on the high ground before, but I haven't taken that trip. But you get the you get the idea of the illustration, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so thoughts turn into and that's why it's take into uh take every thought into captivity into the obedience of Christ. So what I have to do is identify every and this is go back to the good and evil list. Right. Every thought that comes I have to identify. I make and this is what I do. I'm just tell you what I I know it sounds kooky but it works for me. I'm not telling you to do it but I'm just saying what I do. Mm. Every time a thought comes I physically play out. Did you ever see like the James Bond movies? Oh yeah, all of where, them. Where like yeah. he's like skiing down the slope Right, and they're chasing him, the bad guys from like East Germany. Right. And then he scoots underneath the border, right, on his like a sled and he throws the passports up and then, then the guards are like, Oh, and he's like, Bye, and then he's safely into the next uh yeah. country. He's in West Germany. Right. You know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. This is what I have in my mind. Here comes a thought trying to scoot under the thing and throw it. I'm like, Whoa, stop. You're not just gonna throw me the passport and get into the country. Right. Okay, so just stop right there. I've got my machine guns out, right, and we stop them. Then I look at the password and identify, and I'm like, oh, you're evil. Let me pull out my evil list, and I'm like, oh, they're on the most yeah. wanted evil list. You're there not it allowed is right entry. There. It's worry. <laughs> oh, my God, look at this. This is worry, and you're on the top 10 wanted list. Worry. You're not coming in here. I arrest them, bring into captivity every thought. I arrest them. I put the handcuffs on them. And then what I do, because I, I it's not a democracy in my country. Here's due process. I take an evil thought out to the front of my mental house, put it on its knees, and I shoot it in the back of the head and leave the body there. That sounds gross, but guess what? It's very effective. Mm. Remember in the Pirates of the Caribbean, they would hang pirates on the tree? Why? So the other pirates would see. So every other pirate, so I'm going to leave every yeah. evil thought outside the front of my mental house, and I'm going to start stacking the bodies until eventually the evil thoughts will be like, you know what? This is not worth it. I'm going across the street or to the next door house. I'm going somewhere else. Because I'll go where I can, I'll go where I'm welcome. Mm. Clearly, evil is not welcome inside Andrew's mental borders. Right. Now, you do this over and over again, right? Because we said, remember, it's, it's by habit of use. It's, by, it's, it's an autopilot. I do this all the time now without even thinking about it because I've done it so much. It's like driving a car. Mm-hmm. When you first started driving the car, everything's herky jerky and you know, and you're looking and every, you have to think of everything. Now, but after a while, you're, you don't even remember like driving home from work. You just do it. Right making hundreds of life and death decisions outside your conscious mind. This is where we want to go. Does that make sense? That's cool. I like that. Yeah, that's really cool. What are some of the things that kind of get in our way with this? I mean, we talked about kind of the warring, not warring after the flesh. I get the feeling that a lot of people, can we confuse sin with a lot of those things. Right. So sin is like way, so that's a good question. So in Galatians 5, just flip over a couple pages from 2 Corinthians. Don't confuse the works of the flesh with sin. Remember, sin is literally, it's from an archery contest where the archer shoots the arrow and it misses the target and it's a competition and they don't share in the prize. Mm-hmm. So they shot an arrow and it went off target. 
whether you did it on purpose or you did right now remember what's god's target is my perfect my good my acceptable good and perfect will perfect will is bullseye mm-hmm. goodwill is the next ring out on the target acceptable will is the next ring out and then anything outside of that is off the target it's a sin now where do you want to be if you're a marksman where do you want to be? be the bullseye right i want to be in the perfect will all the time yeah that's what i'm shooting for every single time it's so now there are times when I, as a marksman, I pulled a shot. I didn't mean to do it, and it went off the paper. You're like, what? I, even if I shot like a two, I'm like, well, it hit the paper. That's awful. Right? And I'm like, so sin is not necessarily an on purpose. Right. It's just a mistake. But there's still consequences for settling for less than God's perfect will. Like, it's not a sin to be sick. But if you let it set up shop in your body, right? I'm not saying you, you on purpose, I'm going to get sick. No right. one does that. Right. However, that will set up shop in your body and you know that healing belongs to you, but you will tolerate sickness in your body. That's off the target. Now it becomes a sin. So, okay. So let's break this up for a second because I, I really, I think this is going to help a lot of folks. Things can happen. We live on a we live in the world of you know fallen world. Fallen world stuff happens. Right, right. It's how we respond to it that sets the course. Right. Remember, initial Eve, response. Remember, Eve did not sin. She was deceived. It yeah. says Adam sinned. He disobeyed. Do you see the difference? Yeah. But Eve still had to deal with the consequences, and then it became sin for her. Mm-hmm. It says over in Psalm thirty-seven. Let me just look at that real quick. Let me see if I can find the verse in Psalm 37. Uh, it's in 37. I know it is. Uh, someone stole it right out of my Bible. I'm just going to quote happens. it. It's a, well, you could look it up in the Esau while I'm saying it, and then you could probably give me the verse. So why don't you look it up? So it's, it's the, uh, the afflictions of the righteous are many but the lord delivers them from them all the afflictions of the righteous are many but the lord delivers them from them all is that in there did you pull that up um i'm looking at psalm 37 well you should have just searched it yeah <laughs> All right, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm looking for it. I'm, I'm looking the old-fashioned. I'm scrolling. All right. I'm going to put in the word afflictions. This is bad, right? This is bad. Yeah. Dead air. That's okay. Psalm 34, my bad. Instead of, th- oh. Psalm 34, 19. I was off. By okay. A couple. My That's bad. Right. So Psalm 34, That's 19. still in the acceptable ring. It is. <laughs> I just missed. That's like it was almost a sin, <laughs> but I went and, and went to Esau. You, you, you were in the right book and the right... You know, Psalm right 34. I'm so close. Psalm 34, 19. Yeah. Many are the afflictions... Of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. He keepeth all his bones, not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous will be desolate. The Lord redeems the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust him shall be desolate. So the, there's going to be stuff that comes. Afflictions, right. that's the word evil, actually. If you look in the Hebrew, it's, it's, it's rah, rah. The, the evil that comes on, like the affliction, adversity, affliction, calamity, great grief, harm, heaven, it happens to covenant people a lot. But the Lord will deliver you out of all of them. If you don't accept deliverance, now it's a sin. 
not accepting deliverance is a sin. So not accepting his um, redemptive redemptive package package is choosing that evil over over spiritual health, mental health, emotional health, physical health, social health, financial health, and safety. Yeah. And again, we're talking about that's matter. That's an issue of, of the heart, right? Not so much your flesh. It's well, that starts in your mind. You give up or not? That's mind. why Paul said, "For me to live is Christ, but uh, but to die is gain." He talks about engaging in the fight. You can disengage for him, like for all of us. If we disengage from the fight, you get to go to heaven, but you're off the planet. You can't help anybody. Right. That's selfish. And nobody can enjoy you. Right. Right. So. That's settling for less. You're not fulfilling your purpose. Mm-hmm. People are like, well, you just don't know when your number's up. When God calls. So, no. Listen, get, go do your purpose. You shouldn't leave this planet sick. Mm-hmm. You should not leave the planet sick. You should not die early. Mm-hmm. You should not die young. You should not be killed in a car wreck. You should not, that's not God's perfect. It says he wished that it's God's will. He wished that nobody would perish. People are like, see, they don't want anybody going to hell. He doesn't want anybody to die. That's why he told Adam, don't eat that one. Right. Right. He doesn't want you to physically die. Yeah, that curse is in your body. We're not warring after that now. So what we have to do is get over our flesh. Now, you said about the works of the flesh being yeah. sin. Yeah. So in Galatians 5, don't confuse the works of the flesh with sinning. Sinning is just that you didn't trust that you you doubted the integrity of God's word and his character. That's sin. If you do that long enough, what happens is these things show up in your body. They will manifest. So remember, a thought turns into an imagination, imagination to a stronghold, and then it shows up in your body. Remember Eve, he got, she got the thought about mm-hmm. the fruit. She looks at the fruit. She's imagining the fruit. And then, all right, then they believe Satan. And then they ate the fruit. Right. And then it showed up in their body. So kind of like a seed turns into a little tree. Yeah. Tree grows. And, and the fruit of that tree is the stuff you're about to read here. Correct. Right. All right. These are not. But see, we look at this. We, these are the fruit of you sinning. And you think that these are sinning. These aren't the sins. This is the, the this result. This is the byproduct. The result. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Galatians 5 verse 19. Now, therefore, the works of the flesh made manifest, or when we see this, this is what they are, which are adultery, fornication. Now, listen, adultery is covenant breaking. It's not just sleeping around on your wife or your husband. Mm. Interesting that that's first. Yeah, because that's the biggest sin. That was the biggest sin of the day was not murder, rape, stealing. The biggest sin was covenant breaking, where you made a commitment, you entered into covenant, and then you went and did something else outside the covenant, covenant breaking, which is adultery. Listen, a lot of people, they quote, quote, get born again, they get in the covenant, then they go back to doing their other stuff. That's breaking the covenant. That's adultery. (laughs) It ain't just about sex. Right. Fornication is any kind of sex. It's outside of marriage. Uncleanness, lasciviousness, which is just you have no breaks. You can't stop yourself. (laughs) I was just never mind. I'm not gonna be. I know. I know. Yeah, I know. You know. You know. You know me too well. Not not for on air. Not for on air. Okay. (laughs) Hatred. (laughs) I almost had a work of the flesh myself. (laughs) Whoops. Hatred. Variance. Variance is being inconsistent. This is a work of the flesh. On again, off again. On again, off again. I do my diet for three weeks, then I backslide. Then I do. You know, I'm doing good for three. I read my Bible. This is a member of the five chops of the tree. 
Right. That's variance. That's inconsistency. That's a work of the flesh. And it's listed with adultery, fornication. Man, that's and, and witchcraft even is the, you know, idolatry. It's up there with those lists. I just want to say real quick, before we go any further, I, it's, it's interesting how these things are identified as sins and certain time periods and certain cultures assign more uh, weight and importance and significance to them. Isn't that interesting? I, I mean, well, I always say this, all sins are cultural, man. Right, but they are, though. They really are. Yeah. Look, because anything outside the definition of you, you're settling for less than God's perfect will, that's really what a sin is. Right. So when you first heard this definition, you're like, I don't like that, man, because nah, there's a away. lot of, you think you're living a pretty good life. Yeah. This is why the Pharisees, they remember the Pharisees, they have to memorize the law. They memorize the first five books. They did everything. They're they're like tithing down the little like mustard. They have 10 yeah. mustard seeds. They give one mustard seed to the priest. they like, look how good I am. <laughs> right. Yet, like Jesus said, you're. You're missing the point on every other thing, right? You're 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 so into again. You're warring after the flesh. You're right. trying to do all this stuff, keep the dietary laws, and don't mix this clothing with that leather, and all this other stuff. But you're settling. You don't get healed. Yeah, you're not walking in victory. You know, you don't get guidance from me. You don't love each other. <laughs> you're not walk right. The seven yeah. parts of peace. You don't yeah. have good relationships, right? All this so. These things, when you sin, these things all eventually come out. Uh, the rest of the list is like sedition, strife, wrath, envying, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Now, because, and this is the fruit of the flesh, walking after the flesh. The fruit of the spirit, which is in the next verse, is the byproduct of having a spiritual mindset of separating good from evil. Remember last week, you're a master if you separate good from evil. Here's the fruit of that. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. And again, in Christianity, what we try to do is muscle these things mm -hmm. into a behavior. Mm -hmm. And again, we put the war back in the flesh. These things will happen automatically when you get your thoughts captive and you shut out all the evil ones. You don't let the evil ones come across the border. You don't have these crazy imaginations like evil. Oh, it looks good. It tastes good. Let's see. I'll bet it tastes good. It looks good. I can see myself eating that fruit, right? And then you don't believe God's word. And you have these self-limiting beliefs, these strongholds that would say anything against God's word. These, these fruit of the spirit is going to happen automatically, which is funny. If you go to Disney World, they pay people like 18 bucks an hour to like, while they're on the clock, you know, display the fruit of the spirit. Have you noticed that? Mm -hmm. I haven't been to Disney in a while, but I, I think I know what you're getting at. So you could do but, this for it, but it's yeah, not the byproduct of you really, walking. It's you're no. warring after the flesh. You can muscle, you, and this is why you're exhausted. Right. Trying to muscle peace and joy and love. But and it, it's just like you if you have a garden, a vegetable garden, you can't make the tomatoes grow. You can, you can tend to the plant, and you can condition the soil, and you can pull the weeds out, and you can water it, and you can fertilize it, but you can't make it. Correct. So it's like, if, if, if I guess we, the first thing we're going to ask is, if our garden is our mind, what's growing there? Because a tomato plant's only going to produce tomatoes. You know, thorns and thistles are only going to produce thorns and thistles. What What's growing in our garden? What are we allowing to set up shop? What are we allowing to thrive? And, and what are we feeding our mind? Mm. 
Mm. Matthew 7. Verse 15. Let's go to 16. You shall know them by their fruits. Do grapes of grow of thorns or figs off of thistle bushes? Even so, every good tree brings forth good fruit. What's good? Beauty, bounty, better, the best, at ease, happy right. welfare, cheerful, et cetera, glad, et cetera. Right. So, and, and and a good tree cannot cannot a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Right. So every good tree brings forth good fruit. A corrupt tree bring forth evil fruit, and a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that brings forth not good fruit is hewn down and cast into fire. Wherefore, by your fruits, you'll know them. Talking about this garden in your mind, what is growing in your mind? What are you planting? Are you planting evil seeds, thoughts of evil, adversity, of worry, of pity, of enragement, of uh, injustice, of, uh, you know, just get off your anything on your social media feed, right? <laughs> right. Or are you planting good, beauty, bounty, like the Lord is my shepherd. Mm. I shall not want because I have everything, right? He's uh, my my uh, Rama, Jehovah Rama, my mm-hmm. Jehovah Rapha, my healer, on and on and on. With the seven, are you thinking about that? Are you think? Are you planting good seeds? Or are you planting evil seeds? Because whatever is your life is producing, if your life is full of drama, if you don't have spiritual health, if you don't have mental health, if you don't have emotional health, if you don't have physical health, if you don't have, you're like, Andrew, that's so harsh. I didn't say it. Jesus did. He said, if you're a good tree, you cannot produce evil fruit. Evil is adversity and affliction right. and calamity and lack and sickness. It's all fear-based. <laughs> it's right. Right. If you're living a fear-based life, that's your mindset. That's the flesh, the mind of the flesh. A natural mindset. The Bible calls it a carnal mindset in the King James. Or you could live a life, a, a mindset based on love and abundance. Right. Remember, because love is the opposite of fear Mm -hmm. you pick one or the other and you're going to produce fruit well and here's the thing right even if we don't like this stuff i mean i i don't have to like gravity it doesn't my belief's not required to make gravity work correct it's gonna what's gonna it's working part of the law you know sowing and reaping and and harvest what it is it's going to happen you're going to produce fruit one kind or another the cool thing is we get to pick which we want to be the choice that we talked about last time the power is within us to to correct have um to choose our mindset. Do you we can choose have, your thoughts, right? The thoughts and, are going to come, but you pick which ones mm-hmm. you're going to imagine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So thoughts are going to come. You choose which ones you turn into that movie clip, into an imagination. Right. Which ones gain entry into your, into your, your sovereignty, your country, if you will. Right. I don't let them cross the border, man. I'm, yeah. And I know that that visual that I gave you, I say it's so graphic like that. So maybe you could get a hold of it. And I use that as a, it's almost like a physical exercise for me to do that mental picture. Think if, I, if you look at it like your golf swing, mm-hmm. there's certain things you have to physically do when you swing the golf club. You don't even think about them anymore, probably. Right. You just get up there and you're swinging. And if I am, I'm in trouble. Right. Because <laughs> so, I'm do- practicing this enough. Is, this is the same thing. I look at this like this thoughts, imagination, stronghold, my, you know, keeping my borders up, right? Separating good from evil. Right. I mean, listen, there, I have a like, there is no illegal immigration in my mind. If you're not on the good list, you're out. And I will deport you in half a heartbeat. As soon as I find an evil thought in there, it's getting deported. Mm. And then people are like, oh, Andrew, 
listen, I'm trying to help you yeah. using pick. This is what Jesus did. He used parables and illustrations so you could understand these things. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm attempting to make it in such a stark picture in your mind that you know that you could do this. Well, you mentioned earlier that the, when these things come, it, it, it's the subtlety. Let's talk about that for a second because, um, man, if you're not, if your axe isn't really sharp, you're going to miss some stuff, right? You're not going to be able to, those five whacks right, aren't going to work. No, it's, it's going to slide right by you, man. Right. So that knowing, having that good and evil list is your, is your, like you said, it's like your, your, your most wanted list. If they're on that list or like the no fly list, right. they're not getting on the, they're not getting through TSA. They're not. Much of a joke those guys are. Right. Uh, but they're not getting through, at least they know who's on the list. Right. So it, 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 we can start there and understanding that list and the power behind it. And if you don't have that list, you go, um, the link in this podcast, it's there. It's, it's, um, WRD dot, innerarmor.us and you go to the handouts and you'll see that the list and, and we've got it broken down um, the Greek I'm sorry the Hebrew word for for evil um, and then the Hebrew word for good and, the, and there's what 12 15 15, 15 parts each, yeah. if we don't know those things how easily are we deceived how easy is it for somebody who isn't skilled in this to think that evil is actually good and good could be considered evil that's what it says woe unto them right who call good evil and evil good right and, and it's true because when, when you say woe unto them it'd be like your life is going to be like yeah this whoa, man. sucks yeah right just yeah. to be plain about it yeah if you literally if you flip them and i mean in this day and age we are calling evil good and good evil but it's not just now they've been doing it since adam right there's nothing new under the sun here hmm He's getting worse. It's not getting worse. It was worse in the days of Noah. That's why, you know, the whole planet got, you know, washed and rinsed. Right. But if you're addicted to being enraged about whatever's going on around you and you're in your country or your planet or on the news or that's evil. Mm. It's not good to be enraged. And somebody who doesn't have their senses honed who isn't spiritually mature might think that they're doing good, good. because yeah. they care so much about this whatever their right. thing is but it's like all right is that your thing or is it whose thing is it is god does, is god spun up over all this stuff well you can care about the thing then care about right then then show love not fear right so this is really yeah this what are you bringing what are you bringing to that thing i guess is the question right what fruit are you bringing to that is it good fruit yeah if you're yelling and screaming and you're, you know, calling people pigs and stuff on your, you know, Facebook account or your Twitter and you're mad, you know, this person's a clown and they're an idiot. And, I, you know, it's like, dude. Well, yeah. Well, let's look real quick. Like, I mean, you, you, you um, in verse uh, 22 and chapter five, the Galatians, you went over the spirit of the fruit. So if we are bringing love, I'm, and I don't have that's agape love. Yeah. It's right? agape. Yeah. So we talked about that last, last time. That's, that's. Um, it's a choice. Right. It's Love not a feeling. It's not a feeling. Yeah. It's a choice. You're willfully, you will to put your agenda behind someone else's agenda, that I will do better for you than I do for me. Like your needs are more important than my needs. Hmm. You don't see that no, anywhere. Man. Not very often. 
The next one is joy. Anything you want, I mean, if there's anything you want to dive into with these that are kind of beyond the words, feel free. I mean, <laughs> that's excitement. Yeah. Joy is like, the, you know, when my kids were little, I loved Christmas morning. Mm-hmm to see the joy on that five-year-old's face mm-hmm. and they're excited over like a $20 Chinese kitchen, <laughs> made in China kitchen. Right. Now I got to like, you know, come up with a Challenger Hellcat or something for them to get, <laughs> right? But that's the joy. When you see that excitement, that's joy. Why are we not living in that? Man, I'm so excited yeah. about what God's doing. The future people are like, I'll tell you, you know, people are so like, oh, it's 2020. I, I hate 2020. Oh, it's 2020. You know, it's like some bad, man. My year has been utterly fantastic. I don't even like to tell people because they get so mad about right. how great my life is going and how much joy I have and how excited yeah. I am. I mean, I literally, I don't put it out because people get, they get really, oh, they get really up. mad. They get real twist up about that, I'm sure. This is the best year ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, peace. We know what peace is. Yep. Exempt from the rage and the havoc of war. Right. What Long-suffering. Well, this just, I have in my Bible, I wrote, here's what the Greek says, cowboy up. No, right. the Greek doesn't say that, <laughs> but that's what it, that's what it means. Cowboy up, man up, cowboy up. I didn't know there were cowboys back in Greece. Yeah. Greece, Greece. It's a Greek cowboy. <laughs> they had Spartans, I know that. They did, right? Yeah. So Spartan up. Yeah. Warrior up. Ra- yeah, ranger warrior up. up. Yeah. You know, whatever you want to, man up, whatever, woman up. You, like, yeah. You know. Put your big boy or big girl pants on. That's mm-hmm. what that is. Like, quit whining and complaining. Kindness. Well, yeah, kindness is uh now what do you think when you hear kindness? So, I want to say something about Yeah, that. no, I will. I'll say because I, I think the the modern accepted definition of kindness is being nice. And I know you're going to I know where you're going to go with it and that's not <laughs> what we're talking about. This is the same word that's in in part of the definition of agape, right? In yes. 1 Corinthians. Love is kind. Love is kind. It's a yeah, it's a first thing. It's a right. very first thing. And the Greek word for that is useful. Useful is a little different than being nice. Right, because yeah, when the kids were growing up, like all the they come in and like, well, we want to go play on I eighty five. All the other parents are doing it. You're not nice for not letting me do it. That's correct. I'm not nice, but I am is kind. I'm useful for making you stay not on the interstate, but in the backyard. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I, that's something that I think is so overlooked. I mean, being being you. So again, if you have something you're really caring about, and it does spin you up, and you want to do something, are you just ranting, or are you showing up with a solution? Yeah, and being useful. Being useful, right? So, like, <laughs> if you're not adding to the solution, you're not being useful. You don't really love. Is that a lot of people? That's they don't yeah. want to switch the. Pro- they don't want to fix the problem. They right. just want to have the complaint. They want to, yeah. Um, goodness. Pretty self-explanatory. It's right? good. Beauty, bounty, yeah. better than yeah. better, and you're living in it. What about faithfulness? Well, we've talked about that before, right? Where faith isn't just, you know, a religious, you know, philosophy or my belief system. Faith is loyalty. It's mm-hmm. fidelity. It's keeping the covenant, right? Consistency, what, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. remember you remember the first thing on the list was adultery, was you broke the covenant, you break your commitment. I'll say it like that. Faithfulness is that where you keep your commitments. Okay, so the the next one is um, gentleness, followed by self control. Well, yeah, uh, in the King James, I have meekness instead of gentleness. Being being coachable, yeah, keep teachable, humble. coachable, humble. Right, that's yeah. what humble is. This is humble. 
I just believe God's smarter than I am. Hmm. Let me give you an example of humility, okay? <laughs> now, it says, now, Moses wrote this about himself, that there was no man more meek than, than Moses on all the earth. And he wrote that himself. I'm so humble. <laughs> no one's as humble as me. That's right. That's what Moses wrote. Now, this is what, but here's, here's, Mo, now, Moses, you remember he got, like, uh, put in the little basket, mm-hmm. and then the, in the bulrushes, and then who who adopted him? Do you remember? Yeah, it was the uh, the daughter of Pharaoh. Daughter of Pharaoh. Talk and about so, winning the lottery. He, so he's being raised to actually be Pharaoh, because back then, did you know this? This is a little history book. You know how I like to put these little drops in I'm there. all ears. They didn't have DNA testing. So it wasn't the oldest son of the son that became the king. It's the oldest son of the daughter oh, yeah. that became the well, king. Because, yeah, because that old son could be kicked well, any woman, any, any woman. chick could be like, hey, the king's son got me pregnant. Uh, we didn't have DNA testing. Yeah. So Moses is in line to be Pharaoh. Huh. So he gets educated at the finest universities. He's got the finest private school upbringing, you know, po- you know, all the high school, elementary school. Right. He's got an engineering degree. He's helping build the, the, the uh, pyramids building cities. He's super smart. Then, right, he he gets involved in that mix-up and kills one of the Egyptian guards that was beating one of the Israelis, so then he flees. Mm-hmm. Forty years, he's out in the desert. Tending sheep, he gets married, learns about the covenant from his father-in-law. Then God sends him back to Egypt. Then they did the Ten Plagues and all that, remember? And then, did you ever see that movie, Ten Commandments? Oh, yeah. Okay, so then they're all standing, at, he's standing there at the Red Sea, mountains on each side, and these three million people trying to get out of slavery. With Egyptians in the hot pursuit, Here right? they come, the yeah. most heavily armed superpower in the world coming after them. And here's God's solution. Hey, Moses, take that stick in your hand and hold it out over the ocean and I'll get you out of here. Guessing he didn't learn that in, back in, in Cairo. You, listen, I don't wherever. have an engineering degree. I know you don't. No. But you went to an engineering school. True. All right. We know, and we're, I mean, we know that if you hold a tree branch over the ocean, it's not going to split, right? I mean, we know that, don't you? We, we know that. That's the, the, the laws of physics will not make that. No, I mean, that, come on. So what if Moses would be like, listen, God, you know, I got a master's in mechanical engineering and, you know, I got my CP. Hey, come on. I got a PhD in this stuff. I'm a rocket scientist. I built the pyramids. You know that holding a stick out over the ocean. Listen, God, come on. Yeah, come on, man. Everyone knows that. See, is that being humble? No. This was Eve's problem. This no, but, is Adam's but, but problem. We would think that is, dude, I'm just being realistic. <laughs> right. right. Being reasonable. Oh, I'm being real. Yeah. But but in our mind, we're. Oh. Right? In our walking, Right. Mind. And where is the warfare? War is in, in our, our mind. mind. So this is what meekness is. This is what humility is, is that I believe that God's at least as smart as me. Right. And Moses actually believed God was smarter. Because he did the he did stuff it. that God told him he to do. he didn't like question it. And he, he didn't, didn't complain. argue. He didn't right. argue. He just did it. Correct. Yeah. That's why it says that he was the meek. He was the most teachable, coachable person on the face of the planet. So and basically he could write just that like, about himself. Dude, like, get, just get, we can just get out of our own way sometimes. Just, just take our doubt and just step aside. <laughs> and what are you doubting? I'm serious about this. Yeah. What is it? Are you doubting that God, the creator of the universe, doesn't have a clue of what he's doing? This is why we're having the trouble with your walk with him. And this is the subtlety of it. You're doubting. When he says in his word, by Jesus stripes, you've been healed. And you'd be like, well, I still have the COVIDs or I got the symptoms. I don't see I'm healed. You are literally calling God a liar. Mm. 
You are, you're saying, God, your word isn't true. It can't be because I don't see it with my eyes. Okay, welcome, to Doubting Thomas, right? It, it, here's my ha- nail prints. Here's it, right? Now you're sinning. Mm. Well, of course you can't walk unless you agree with him, right? This is meekness. This is, right? This is part of having a spiritual mind for that. And then temperance is that you dominate yourself. It's self-control. It's self-discipline. Okay. So, and listen, if you're not, people are like, well, I don't like to exercise. I'd like to go to bed when I'm, like, listen, that this is temperance. It's self-discipline. It's self-control. You control, it's your body. You have to put your own flesh under Right, as in it does what my body does what I tell it to do. When do you go to the bathroom? Just like whenever your body tells you to, or do you no. go to the bathroom when you tell your body we're going? The second one. Right, it'll give you signals. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm ready to go. Yeah, but you just be like, oh, I'm ready to go. Psh, just go all over yourself. That's <laughs> yeah. what the puppy did for the first three months. Right. Th- yeah. This is simple. It's easy. Well, it, it's simple and easy if we take the simple approach, which right. is we're not going to try to muscle it. This is um, muscling it again, trying to muscle long-suffering and kindness and love and joy and peace and all these things is is, is akin to trying sitting there and, and yelling at our tomato plant, grow faster. <laughs> you can't, right? It's not going to, I mean, you could do it. It's not going to listen to you. Yeah, so, and then you're just going to be frustrated. So so rather than, rather than it's just, <laughs> instead of trying to muscle it, just be those things. Right. Right? Just be, just walk in the spirit. Yeah, if get over get over your flesh. Yeah, right, get over your dust. Get over and then get your and you right. say, how do I walk in the spirit? Separate the good thoughts Separate from the evil, and evil thoughts and get the evil thoughts out. Yeah. It real and then Paul said, man, I fear lest like someone would like use the subtlety like the serpent did with Eve and get you away from the simplicity. The simplicity that's in Christ, right. and I can't make it any simpler than this. Yeah, it's not hard. It ain't rocket science. It isn't. And a, and a lot of times we'd be like, "Wow, that can't be it. That's just too simple." What's Oxum's razor, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the simplest explanation is usually, usually always it, always right? It. And with God, there you go. Yeah, He's not trying to make it any more complex. It's 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 right there. But you said the, so just to recap. So the war the war we go is not it's not a, it's not a war on our flesh. It's not a spiritual war. It's a war. The battleground is our mind. Yeah, our your, mind, as you've said before, our mind will always cast a deciding vote. So if we get, we know where our spirit is, and we know what our flesh wants to do. If we get our mind casting the vote, that's why you have to renew your mind. That's the yeah. remodel, like it's all the way yeah. back to the beginning. We got to renovate our mind yeah. so that. In a, in a, real quick, if our mind is not renewed, it's going to slide towards evil, which is going to always line up with what our flesh wants to do. Correct. If we renew our mind, it's going to slide towards the other side. Right towards the spiritual, um, towards and then you spiritual. get all that. Right, then you get you love, get, joy, gladness, peace, yeah. patience, even temper. Right, yeah. exactly. Okay, I hope this is helping. I hope this is making sense, and I hope we made this a little more simple. Because you're right, it is. So, it is so twisted. We've confused sin with works of the flesh, and people get they beat themselves up, and and that constantly, you don't even get out of starting blocks if you can't. Yeah, get do over that. your get over yeah. your flesh. He knows you're yeah, made out has. of dust. Yeah, <laughs> right. he knows. east as far as the west. Relax, yeah. Francis. Right, and you go back and read Psalm 103. It's one of my meditating on every day, and um, it's just it's just man, there's so much stuff in there that I think that if if people get a better understanding of that, so again, remember that's how David. Psalm 103 started. Remember right. all of his Bless benefits. The Lord. Remember his benefits. Well, here's one of the benefits. He remembers that your your flesh yeah. is dust, and he, he separated all your mistakes and all your purposes as far as the east is from the west, and as high as heavens are, you know, from the earth, it's gone. You know, that's a great benefit. That's a great benefit. Take him at his word. That's right. Just believe him. <laughs>
<laughs> oh man. Anything else we want to add or nah, I think, I think that, that's enough for today, man. Right? So, fire hose time. We're drinking from yeah, a fire hose. That's here. good stuff though. That's good stuff. So go back, read one read Psalm 103. Check out uh Galatians five. Um really I guess you could start in, in, in verse sixteen down to to the end. But um that's where you can separate good and evil from in, in your thoughts and then and then just choose the good and you'll see that these things will follow that it's 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 the fruit of the spirit it's not works of anything it's just yeah it's the, 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 byproduct, the byproduct the byproduct of you separating your thoughts from good and evil and getting rid of all the evil right deport all the evil thoughts you're going to have good fruit mm-hmm. remember good tree good fruit boys good fruit love joy gladness peace patience even mm-hmm. temper kindness goodness gentleness meekness humility and self-control yes it is yes it is and if it's not on that list, don't even worry about it. Yeah, you don't, don't worry about you it. You don't want to buy that. That's the soggy stuff, the, yeah, the five-day-old fruit. You don't, don't want even that stuff. Don't sweat it, yeah. Yep. Anyway. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you all uh, joining us today and hope everybody out there is doing well. If you have any questions, hit us up at logosuncovered at gmail.com. For more information, you can check out uh, Andrew, if you want to learn more about him, on uh, getwearetough.com and check out the resources we have in the uh, description box there. Um wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, until next time, we will uh, let you guys marry in on that. And we look forward to the next conversation. Have a good one.